Hello, everyone. Welcome to Amanda's Horror Pod. Hope everyone's doing fan-fucking-tastic. I'm not sick anymore, so that's good. That is not going to be an issue in the future with all the messed up short recordings I had to do. However, I do have some guest issues, a couple of them, with a couple different people, so we'll get those straightened out and we'll get back to guests next week. But, I mean, we don't always need guests. I mean, I like having them, but this week I want to talk about John Carpenter movies because I am admittedly a John Carpenter fan. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, but he's terrible. He's just absolutely awful. Screw you. I think he's pretty great. I know a lot of his movies are campy, but that's why I love them. Uh, The movie Prince of Darkness is... So hilarious to me, even though, I mean, it's not really, it's not a comedy, but, and when you watch it, you feel like you're in a fog, like you smoked a lot of pot and you're just like, there's not as much dialogue as you're used to in movies, especially in his movies. So it's kind of like a fun vibe. I don't know. I like the Prince of Darkness. It's about, um, when a physics professor and his research students come to an abandoned church and they find like a glass container that's swirling with green liquid. And, uh, the investigation turns out that it might be the essence of the devil himself. However, the devil might not, might be an alien, not, uh, you know, the whole God devil concept. It's, 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 it's really kind of cool because they threw science in there. And since, you know, I'm like a, I'm a sciencey, sciencey girl. I like that better. To me, that's more fun. I love that movie. So, yeah, watch. If you haven't seen any of his movies, watch Prince of Darkness first. Most people don't watch that first. Most people watch his vampire movies first, which, yeah, I guess you could, you could watch. Yeah, watch those first, too. Those are great, too. All his movies are fun for me. Um, They Live is fantastic. It's got some of the best some of the seriously best like lines I've heard like you've, a lot of you have probably heard the line I came here to do two things I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum that's from this movie they live the John Carpenter movie it's really really campy and just fantastic and it came out in 88 and um it's just a it's a fun movie and it's got Roddy Piper in it and if you don't know who Roddy Piper is, I feel bad for you. But anyway, I'm not going to tell you because I'm a jerk like that. You can Google it or or wish you were a little bit older. Uh, another movie I love by John Carpenter is The Thing. That is, that's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. But The Mouth of Madness. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one is really great. I love it. It's got um, Sam Neil. I think it's Sam Neil that's in it. Yeah, it's Sam Neil, and um, it's just fantastic. It, 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 the way it, it's oh, it's just fantastic. So see that one if you haven't seen that. I know everyone's like John Carpenter Halloween. That's his only good. You know, no, he has a lot of other good movies. Halloween is yes, a prolific movie in our in our little horror culture. However, I. I do not agree. It is his best movie. It is not my favorite movie of his. However, I do love it. I love Halloween. I fucking love Halloween. 
because the first, like, tr- I think the first horror movie I saw after when I was old enough and allowed and kind of taken out of my Christian, like, uh, home, my Christian, how do I explain it? I grew up in a very Christianized home and with my mother, and she did not allow me to watch a lot of things, which happens when you're in a Christianized household. And uh, so Halloween was one of the first things I snuck and watched when I was a kid. I mean, I snuck and watched other movies. Normally, I I didn't disobey her. However, sometimes I had to have my Beavis and Butthead and my Halloween and my scary movies. But back then, I didn't have the guts for scary movies the way I do now. Now I can watch anything and just be like, eh. You know, if it happened in real life, stuff in movies, I wouldn't be like, eh. But, you know, and when you watch movies, it's... I read the other day, someone said that if you love horror movies... And I brought this up before. People are always saying, if you love horror movies, when you watch them all the time, you must ha- be, like, ill and you must have, like, homicidal tendencies. Well, first of all, no. And second of all, maybe. And, and third of all, who gives a crap? Like, but no. I don't believe, I brought this up before, I don't believe movies drive people to violence. I'm not a violent person. I've never watched a movie and gone out and slapped a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's just never happened. It's never going to happen. People really need to, like, get over that whole thing. Because I still get emails. I'm like, yeah, that's bad for the children. You should be doing something wholesome. Look, I am... I don't even know what people mean by wholesome nowadays. I didn't know what they meant 20 years ago either. So, because everyone has a different concept of what's wholesome and what's not. But newsflash, I am not a Christian. No offense to Christians, but uh, the Christians that write me, you can kind of go get fucked because I really don't care if you are offended. And plus, most Christians aren't offended. I know plenty of Christians, and I have Christians in my family, and most of them are not offended by much of anything. So it's generally not your average Christian. And I shouldn't even be saying this stuff. But I'm trying to also defend them at the same time here. I'm saying, like, you know, it depends on the person. It's easy for us in the horror world. We gr- a lot of us grew up in Chris- really Christianized households, I've noticed. I've literally noticed that. Like, most people I interview or I talk to, it's like, we all seem to have grown up in really religious households. Like, super-duper religious. And um, I haven't met one that stayed religious. <laughs> because you can't force-feed, you know? You just can't force feed with a tube down the throat and throw the Bible down there. Especially if you've ever read it. It's terrifying. But uh, that's why another reason I love, love, love Prince of Darkness because it is the sciencey concept of, you know, uh, God and the devil, but it's it's alien versus human versus God. Whole con- it's a whole construct of fun stuff. It's not a complicated movie. I just described it like it was. I don't know why I did that. But uh, that is really, really fun to watch. Uh, Body Bags. Uh, Carpenter, I think he... It was directed by him and, a, and Toby Hooper and Larry Scullis. But I'm not a big fan of Body Bags. 
I know, like some people are, but I'm not a big fan of it. It's uh, it's short. It's an anthology. I don't know why, but I have this aversion to anthologies, which makes no sense because a lot of anthologies I watched I actually love. But I have this weird thing in my mind where I'm like, oh, if it's an anthology, I'm gonna be annoyed. But it's not usually what happens. Like, I love that show on Netflix. I think it's called uh, Love, Sex, and Robots. I'm not sure. I think that's what it's called. But, uh, and that's it, little shorts, and I love those. But for some reason, I prefer to have, like, a full-length story most of the time. Uh, Escape from New York is another John Carpenter movie, and that is a good one, too. It's, it's, it's different. It's not the same. Um, John Carpenter has a lot of movies, uh, and a lot of them are just really campy and really fun. And... If you're, you know, newer to horror too, and you haven't seen much yet, then you really should get on the John Carpenter binge. I think you should. Okay, now I want to bring, uh, talk about queer horror a little bit that I want to recommend. Um, there's a movie called All About Evil, and I I really love this movie. I'm not sure if I talked about it before, but it's about a woman who inherits an old house and starts making. An old movie house, sorry. she Like a theater. And she starts making, like, grisly short films. It's just, but she does it in real world, so she's actually killing her people she's filming. Uh, it's a great movie. I don't know. I love it. I think it's fun. Uh, it came out in 2010, so it's been out a little while. Uh, it has uh, Natasha Lyon, I think, in it, if, if I'm saying her name right. I'm not great with names, but um, she's she's fantastic anyway. I mean, remember she was in um, but I'm a cheerleader. I mean, she does she does a lot of queer culture, and I love it. I love her stuff. Um, another one that was fun. Well, there's a whole bunch that are are fun, but uh, Nightbreed I recommend. And I mean, these I'm not when I say queer horror, I don't mean like it's necessarily about being queer i just mean it's it's something in it that you can relate to or you feel like you can relate to or that is iconic to the conception of an idea of what we've been through i guess that's it but here's one that i really think everyone should watch and it is not campy it is very very not campy it is very um serious and scary i guess it's not really scary as much as sad it's called the last the the last thing Mary saw. It came out in twenty twenty one. Um, it was uh, directed by Eduardo Vettelenti, and uh, man, this one like hit me in the gut because it reminded me of when I was a teenager and s- something I went through. And that's all I'm gonna say because I I want you to go watch this. It's it, it hit me right in the gut, and I, I it's it's a great horror movie, and it's it's too relatable for it's very relatable for a lot of us. Oh, I, and if you want a campy one and not so seriously, not to be too depressed after, watch Thirst. It came out in twenty nineteen. Um, I can't even pronounce the names, the people in it. I can't remember what country it was made in. Actually, I might. I might know that, and I might be actually be able to pronounce it. Hold on, let's see. Um, 
there's a there's an addict that's arrested and accused of murdering uh, her brother, and she's let go because of insufficient evidence. And then she meets this man who's a thousand year old gay vampire, and they fight a cult together, and they're being investigated by a detective who's kind of gone roguey. It's just it's so fun. It's it's us. Uh, it's oh, it's Icelandic. Okay, so yeah, I can pronounce everything, so that's good. It's Icelandic. Yeah, definitely see Thirst. Um, I think that's on Shutter, but I'm sure you can get it probably anywhere if you look hard enough. It's pretty fun. I love it. Actually, it's really fun, but it's super camp. Super camp. Let's count how, count, somebody count how many times I say camp this episode, because that would just be hilarious to me. No one's going to do that. Okay, another movie I rewatched recently because I hadn't seen it in years, and I was just like, I, I gotta rewatch this. It was Return of the Living Dead, directed by Dan O'Bannon. I had to, I had to rewatch it because I hadn't seen it in years. It came out in '85, and it's so ridiculous. You, you guys have all probably seen Return of the Living Dead, and if you haven't, shame, shame on you. It's hilarious. You gotta go watch it. It's like, you know, it's just, it's good fun. There's so many friggin' movies, man, that I love and that I want to tell you about. But it's hard to to just stay on topic sometimes. Uh, a new one I saw the other day that I had never seen before. It's pretty new, too. It's called, I think it just came out this year. It's called The Long Night. Okay, I have mixed feelings about this one. It has a great concept. And great ideas, but I feel like it could have been done better. I feel like it could have been done differently. I, I feel like the ending was like the only real part I liked. I liked the ending, even though it was not the ending most people would probably want. I I was rooting for it. But um it's I'm not gonna tell you what it's about, just watch it. It's called The Long Night. Uh, it was directed by Rich Ragsdale, and it's it's a it's it is worth a watch. It's really entertaining, and I like it. But I just am I'm have mixed feelings a little bit about it. A little bit of mixed feelings, but you can always go watch Head of the Family too and laugh your butt off, Mr. Giant Head. That's what I still call him to this day, Mr. Giant Head. Okay, we were gonna. I, w I had done an interview with Bob Green, and we were going to air that, but um, I had some technical issues, and so I am going to re-interview with him this weekend and talk with him next weekend, and then the weekend, the week after that, um, we're going to have a guest, and we're going to talk about Tokyo Ghoul. Finally, we'll get to the Tokyo Ghoul anime slot and movie stuff, so that'll be good, and we'll be right back after a brief break. Welcome back, my little freaks. Okay. So, the monsters. Rob Zombie is doing the monsters. I, like, have to sigh about this. Uh, I can't help it. I, 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 
You know what I think is the most disappointing is that he just uses wife again. Like I, I get it. She's a, she's a fine actress, you know, but um, no, <laughs> she's not for the part. Like I would have definitely picked like um, Elvira or just you know pretty much anyone else. And it's not that I don't think his wife is capable. I just I think we're, we're all kind of like tired of that. It's like that's so played off. And everyone's been saying this to me, so thankfully it's not just me being an asshole. I love her though, and I love the movie she's been in. Just this particular movie, I don't I don't see it. I don't see her being Lily Munster. I really don't like it all. But I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. So in fairness, that's, you know, once I see it, I'll know for sure. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Hopefully he'll keep, like, hopefully he'll, I'm just not used to, also I'm not used to him doing this type of movie, but that that is a little bit more why I'm excited to see it, too, is because it's a little more like, uh, it was more like youth culture when it was out. You know, it was more like family fun, family friendly. I don't know if it's going to be this time. I have no clue. I did see like a short, <coughs> excuse me, trailer. And it was very short though, but I really couldn't tell from from the trailer much, uh, which was odd. But look, we all have opinions. Opinions are like assholes. And, you know, everybody's got one. I, I, I'm excited to see it though. I'd like to see it. I'll, I give everything a chance. I, I, I'll moan and complain and go, ah, but you know, I, I might watch something and then be in love with it. So who knows? Okay. Hey, uh, Darcy, the male girl, this is for you. I am a huge Halloween three fan. So I understand your annoyance and pain at Joe Bob, not putting on Halloween three. And I demand Halloween 3 next season, Joe Bob. I demand it. And I will get petitions if I have to. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Halloween 3 is great. Every, why, is everyone, why does everyone hate Halloween 3? Why? Okay, it doesn't have Mike Myers in it. But it explains kind of why he is, like, permanently here and unable to kill. It at least gives a little explanation of, why things that there's magic in the world, you know, instead of just like, okay, this guy's just hanging around and I stabbed him 57 times and cut off his arms and he's just standing there. He's totally fine. No, you need an explanation. And I felt like Halloween three gave an explanation in its own way, depending on how you take it. So Darcy, I'm with you on this hashtag show Halloween three. I really think this needs to be done. It's really getting on my nerves, Joe Bob. It's getting on my nerves. And uh, for all of you out there who doesn't know, don't know who Joe Bob and Darcy is, it's uh, the show on. It's called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, and it's on Shutter, and it's great. He commentaries movies, and he is just really fun. He's really funny. I I mean. There's some things I do a little differently on the show. However, I am a humongous fan and I am a total mutant. And a mutant is a person who is like into the whole scene of it. And I really am. 
And I hope that you guys air Halloween 3. And I have a million other movie ideas for you to air that you probably don't care about. But I'll send them to Darcy anyway. I'll send her a whole list. Maybe since we agree on Halloween 3, maybe we'll agree on like 20 other films. I don't know. We'll find out. But you have to have Shudder either on the Shudder app or on Amazon Prime to watch that show specifically. And I love it. And some people tell me that Joe Bob is not their cup of tea. I get it. He's opinionated. He's not always correct. I have literally started making lists about incorrect things he has said. And even with history facts. However, I just think they are both lovable and great to watch. So yeah, I'm always going to promote what I what I love. That's just what I'm going to do. Sorry, people. Let's take an unrelated minute, unrelated horror moment, I mean, to speak about the striking down of Roe versus Wade. I do not want this to be a podcast where I only, I don't say anything that's ever, I feel, important to say because I, I need to say this. And not just because I'm a woman, because I'm a human being. I think women, people need to stop trying to control them. It, it, it's, it's, it's not just old-fashioned and wrong. It's inhumane. And I mean, you know, why aren't we forcing vasectomies? We're forcing women to carry to term, but we're not forcing vasectomies? Hmm, something's wrong here. Think. Think about it. Think about what I just said. Replay it in your mind over and over and over again. Something is wrong here. This is 2022. I mean, this wasn't, e this wasn't even an issue 10 years ago, and that was 10 years ago. Now it's an issue. Stop. Just stop it. Stop telling. You can't tell people what to do with their bodies. They're going to do it anyway. Just make it so that they can do it safely, and they can live through the process. Okay? No more wire hangers. Hashtag no more wire hangers. How about that? Seriously. I'm so pissed about this. I mean... The first two weeks after I found out, I was just in the worst, worst mood. And I think that probably the annoyance and stress of it probably is why I got pneumonia. But who the hell knows? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people trying to control other people. It's not a normal thing. Look, look, even if you're a woman who doesn't believe in abortion, you don't have to have one. But that does not mean you should disallow someone who wants one. And what about if someone's 12 years old and they've been raped by their father? They have to carry the term? Really? Really? Are you, are you people monsters? Are you monsters? Because you seem like it to me. And you seem to care so much about the friggin' life in the belly. Well, you act like you do. But then, then when kids need to be adopted, you're like, screw that. I'll just have six of my own. No one, you're not fostering, you're not adopting, you're not promoting programs to help parents who are low income enough. You're not doing enough. You're doing nothing. What you're doing is ruining people's lives. You're ruining people's lives. You can't do it. You have to stop. Because eventually if you don't, there will be repercussions. I don't know what they'll be because I'm, I'm not psychic. But I know that they'll be bad. So stop it. 
not tell women what to do with their bodies, codify Roe Ro versus Wade, or just you know, just even go further than that. Put it, put it wherever you have to put it, whatever document that will safeguard things. And it shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't even be a topic. Just stop, people. Seriously. I'm so, I can't, I had to say something because I'm so absolutely annoyed by this. And by the way, on a funny note, haha, uh, if you want to see a really funny scene where a baby uh, gets ripped out of a vagina, which I'm not, it's not technically possible the way he did it, but the horror movie Anthropophagus, yeah, remember that scene when he rips out her baby? It was pretty horrifying, right? I don't know. I just had to throw that in there just to be awful. And, but also because they're making a second Anthropophagus. And that one was made, I think, in the 80s. So, wow. It's like now someone else is making a second one. And I'm super excited. Super excited to see it. I don't know if there'll be babies being ripped out of vaginas. But who knows? Maybe they will be. Anyway, so I've said my piece. And that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm. You know, my partner always says, don't don't make waves on your podcast. But look, I'm not trying to make waves. I'm telling you, my body and other women's bodies are not your business. Your body's your business. My body's my business. Keep your opinions about your body out of the voting, out of my body. I mean, out of the voting booth. Just do it. Ugh, I don't even know. It's so frustrating for me. And watched Anthropophagus. That was really fucking... Just that one scene. They had actually literally taken that scene out when that movie first came out. Because people were so, like, freaked out by it. But it doesn't even look real at all. Like, it's obvious it's not real that he's ripping out the baby and eating it. I mean, it's just obvious. But it's really funny that people really thought that, that was real since it's so campy. Anyway, watch that. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you this week. I'm, I will see you next week, and I will be talking with Bob Green about whatever happened to baby Jane. And, oh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a good one, guys. I'll see you next week. Take care.